complicated and fascinating world that invites us to dive deep into its intricacies. Exploring the ideas and events that excite, intrigue, irritate, and confound us is how we graduate our knowledge beyond meme culture. Join us over a cocktail as we expand our understanding and share in the beauty we find along the way. I'm Stephen Torna. I'm Kat Dwyer. And I'm Stephen Henning. Welcome to the Whiskey Bench. A long time ago, I had a math tutor when I was younger. Oh, what was his name? Doesn't matter. Screw it. No one needs to know. Great guy. <laughs> phenomenal math teacher. Uh, anyone listening that was in the like homeschool community of Billings may have taken uh, tutoring from him. I should really know his name because he like goes to the church I used to go to. And, and his wife taught me Latin. Anyway, he uh, he was. <laughs> that's true. Aww. I okay. We gotta. Though we used to we used to do fucking calculus on the patio of our city brew for fun. Yeah. So I I don't remember. I honestly do not remember if I had already brought this up at some point. But I about two weeks ago made a post. No, it was longer than that. A month ago. It was over Thanksgiving. I made a post on Instagram because I found my old English to Latin dictionary. So while good, I was man. At my parents' home. So good. And so I made a, a post, a, a story, and I captioned it um, Hey, Alexa, how do you say, like, Caesar watched the bodies of the dead gulls, gulls float down the Rhine? <laughs> Yikes. In Latin. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And I really thought it was going to land better as far as jokes go. <laughs> but then I realized like, oh, very few people have actually taken Latin. Yeah, um, definitely. It's also it's just hard of- to get jokes to land on Twitter <laughs> on it. Like you can recreate a viral Twitter that was tweeted like 30 minutes ago. Mhm. And it just like crickets no, on okay your uh, yeah, exactly. Right. And got to uh, be on the on the leading it, edge anyway. Of that. When we took Latin, like all of these textbooks or text that we used to translate are like Roman Catholic. So it's hilarious because on one page, it'll be like, blessed is the mother of God, Mary, yada, yada, yada. And then on the next page, it's like, and Caesar slaughtered the Gauls because he hated the Gauls. <laughs> and, and yada, yada. And then you flip it and like, Jesus Christ came to like save the common man and then the next page it's like Caesar impaled the gulls with spears and watched <laughs> the blood drain from their bodies and you're just like <sighs> as a kid you're like this is weird this is a weird wow. there's a weird thing going on here it's very blood intense and glory. yeah yeah so anyway that, that didn't land I, I don't remember where I started this I got sidetracked oh anyway the math tutor yeah there he, you go he All would right. always snack he would always snack on like uh, trail mix or like crunchy granola bars and not only was it crunchy food every time he chewed his jaw would pop gross oh yeah. that seems like a awful. that seems like a low quality of life right there that's not great <laughs> he's a great man so there's I think no, you should get that checked yeah, out and it's like crunch and then you hear like a little pop and Ugh. you're sitting there like Ugh. are you okay so, that's and then so you just learn to you just learn to deal with it that is that's very rough I'm not a fan of that that's no good. Um, yeah. yeah. That's why I, I prefer drinking. There's no 
annoying noises. Indeed. Unless you're gulping, I guess. There's a slurp. Yeah. There's a slurp action. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is not great, especially on Mike. Again, like, yeah, I mean, Torna, you know, you, you edit and produce this show. Making a podcast around drinking is, uh, is a daring game. <laughs> it's a bold move. The yeah. amount of times where I know that I'm about to have like a huge swallow of cocktail, I like have to like push the mic away slightly or lean away. Like, yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because even, even for the intro of Ravel, Josh, Emily, and I always say what we're drinking to kind of like set the tone. Um, and Josh at this point, he's, he's in this habit of intentionally making just the most horrendous noises because he knows I have to edit it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh man. Yeah. Maybe he should get canceled. That's a good one friend. Of, well, actually. One <laughs> That's of, what friends I, do. <laughs> I agree. But also one of these days I'm not going to edit it out and I'm just going to let it be offensive. <laughs> just be like, just embarrass you him. see how gross you are? You see how bad that sounds? <laughs> you just got to call him out on Twitter or something. Mm, yeah, this is the place to do it. Absolutely, this is, publicly this, shame him. Yes, wage for war. Slurping. <laughs> Woof. Yeah, and this is an option. so I'm going to assume that you are drinking something that is 16 years old, mm. is smaller <laughs> than a bread box. I like this. Keep going. You're like playing 20 questions with yourself. <laughs> You just keep telling me about yes, my drink. Uh, but I can't think of any more questions to describe it. <laughs> well, let me Ryan's tell you. Weird. Well, let me tell you about Lin? the flavor, <laughs> shall I? Because oh, okay. I, I looked up some tasting notes. Ooh, so okay. let's well let's start with a nose, shall we? We have an intensely concentrated flavor, massive peat smoke with ultra intense iodine and fruity sherry notes okay. with vanilla. So this is how we start. This is how we start, my friends. The appearance is deep amber gold. Flavor, a rich dried fruit sweetness of the sherry character with clouds of smoke and strong barley malt flavors. At the back of the mouth is an explosion of salty and peppery smoke. Whoa. That's poetic right there. I'm I'm gonna have to memorize. That's straight this. from the is that straight from the source? <laughs> this is the, this or is this your interpretation? This is this is straight from a website. <laughs> nice. That's my source. And then the finish is huge, long, warming and peppery with a distant appetizing sweetness. A little spice lightens the grip of the peat and vanilla, and water brings out Indian spices. So, ooh, what are you describing? This is thank you because yes, yes, I get the connotation there. Huge, long, warming, and peppery. <laughs> oh, but, Lord have mercy. Uh, so anyway, I just read you the prayer of Saint Lagavulin. Um, <laughs> huh? Uh, you know, Say it ce- nightly before celebrate this I... with your Advent, your rosaries. Yes. <laughs> nice. I have recently went to the Orthodox Church, and I didn't look for an, him. Um, I didn't look for painting of Saint Logvulin. That's a bummer. <laughs> wow. But it might be there. Really, it's it's only the dedicated pilgrims that find him anyway. So uh, that's fair enough. It must be like the Anglo Orthodox that are. Oh yeah, kind of yeah. Like mm. you know. He's like, he's a secret higher ranking. 
Absolutely. Right. I'd imagine. He's one of those secret ones that you can invoke. You have to earn your right to know who he is. Yes. There it is. There's the angle. Well, okay, enough about the whiskey I always drink. Tell me about your beverage tonight. Well, tonight we are drinking a bourbon flip modified for Christmas. <laughs> so I wanted to do um, a bourbon cocktail and then Kat texted and was like, oh, are you going to do eggnog for Christmas episode? And I hadn't thought of that. So I did a little digging and I found a recipe that I thought would be pretty good off of a YouTuber that I absolutely love. Um, his channel is How to Drink. Amazing. He has a channel. He's got he's got to have 1.2 million followers or something like that. Mm. Um, he's constantly doing drinks. He's making drinks. He does a ton of really nerdy recreations of drinks that you find in video games or movies. Mm. You know, uh, f- famous TV shows. It's it's really entertaining. And so he's like this great bartender super nerd and uh he does phenomenal work so check that out for sure but he had a recipe for eggnog and uh it's a flip style drink which means that it has an egg in it egg yolk and egg white oh so okay basically what i did was i added and i I modified his recipe a little bit but i'll go over his recipe in a shaker you add two ounces of bourbon Half an ounce of brandy. I used some cognac. You need to put half an ounce of simple syrup. And half an ounce of maraschino liqueur. And then did I say the egg yet? I mentioned there's an egg in it. Yeah. Crack a whole egg in that sucker. (laughs) Then what you need to do is throw your lid on your shaker. And shake it without ice. And do a a dry shake. That helps emulsify the egg. Mm. Then you can add your ice in. Give it a really, really thorough shake. Strain it into your glass. And then he suggested that you top off the drink with some milk and then a little bit of nutmeg and some orange zest if you want. I decided to mix up the ratios a little bit and then add actual eggnog that I just bought at the store <clears throat> for convenience sake. Um, and it's a nice balance. It's, it's like a traditional eggnog. It's got the fortified elements of brandy and the egg in it. I think it's delicious, actually. It's like a meal, really. Yeah, there's so many <laughs> nutrients really and omegas it's in this. Like a and... Goddamn protein shake, right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? This is my pre-workout. The the egg is challenging. Yes. It's a challenging aspect to this drink, and now, that's intrigued you before heading. Explain. Explain yeah. why it's troubling. Well, like I I like raw cookie dough, like any other human being but right. i'm told that raw egg is dangerous <laughs> and or at least that candy. is a so that is something that i would categorize categorize as a um oh how, how do conspiracy i theory. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> conspiracy theory yeah conspiracy theory but i call them um <laughs> maybe i should call them like mom spiracy theories mm, like the yeah. things your mom tells you Oh, then, she just wants later, you like, to think that you're going to get safe. sick off the yeah. cookie dough so that you right, don't eat cookie dough. Might. Here's a great example of it. I, pro- I, I might have mentioned this before. The example that if your t- host is stuck in the toaster, don't pry it out with a knife because you'll get electrocuted. Well, mom, just unplug the toaster and pry away. Hmm. Yeah. Or yeah. like pork. 
Yeah. Pork can be served like rosy rare. Yeah. But most people don't know that and they cook it till it's gray, which right. is a shame. <laughs> <laughs> it's a goddamn shame. <laughs> Meats that turn gray are very, that uh, they're also challenging. Yeah, for sure. That is challenging. Right. So the biggest thing with eggs is inside the egg is, is a very clean environment. The issue is yeah. if you do, you do get salmonella or something like that. It's because the egg shell right. cross contaminated whatever you were making. It's compromised. So yeah. one, a lot of these things are cleaned very well, uh, which lowers the chances. And two, you can go ahead and give your eggs a wash before you do anything with them if you're really worried. Did you wash these eggs? No, I did not. Is mm. it this one egg? <laughs> oh no, I'm so sorry. What? So beyond the protein benefits. <laughs> It makes it frothy, right? It makes it, it frothy. Helps add to that. Okay. The egg yolk, because I mean, eggnog is eggy. It's basically an egg a runny. Drink. Yeah. It, it, yes, it's a runny custard. Mm. And although we're not heating this, it's the same idea. The egg yolk and the and the egg white. Okay. The egg white gives it some frothiness, and the egg yolk gives it like a richness, gotcha. like a custard would would have. You guys ever watch Napoleon Dynamite? A uh, long time ago. Yeah. Do you remember that scene where the boys are at that that farm, like, and moving chickens in the coops, and the farmer just like cracks an egg into his orange juice? Uh, Actually, yeah, I do have I like a very. Don't. I have a distinct. I couldn't tell you what happened in that scene, but I do have a distinct memory of watching uh, <laughs> egg go into orange juice. That's funny. I never would have placed it with that movie. To be perfectly yeah. honest, this is why I find eggs and cocktails probably challenging. <laughs> oh, yeah, fair enough. And I, I love. I, I was on a kick there for a long time where I would do. I had like a really nice. I'm not vegan, but I had a nice vegan protein powder that was vanilla, and I would do blueberries, vanilla protein powder, and then crack a couple eggs into it and make a smoothie. Mm. Mm. Yeah. My eggs vegan? Are with... eggs vegan? No, no, they're definitely not. Uh, That's what I was saying. I'm, right. I'm not vegan. Don't at me. He bastardized the vegan. I just don't like. Whey doesn't settle well. Yeah. I <laughs> see. Okay, so you go for the vegan protein powder. That's uh, easy. Okay, that makes sense to me. I get it. Hmm. Uh, how do you guys like my your... first encounter with? Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> I was just gonna say my first encounter with. Uh, egg and a cocktail was at my cousin Rachel's spectacular wedding in Yountville, I believe, north of Yappa. Did I just say Yappa? Yep. <laughs> north of Napa. Napa. <laughs> is Yappa, Yappa no, yeah. North of Napa. Is Yappa what San Francisco's <laughs> no, called it was in Napa Rutherford. Valley? It was, <laughs> yeah, it was in Rutherford, north of Napa. And um, it was just beautiful and fabulous and tasteful. And anyway, we had to take a bus from like the country club where everyone gathered and then we went to the winery venue and when we got there it was a super california in the summer super hot day and we got off the bus and there were people there greeting us with these beautiful little lavender cocktails that had egg mm. whites in them and they were like frothy deliciousness were they like a gin fizz with lavender or something yeah you I, know? Think, I think it was gin based yeah nice. yeah and they were like they were purple they were so great Mm, that anyway, sounds delicious. Ever since then, I've been a fan. Sold on the egg. That makes sense. Sold on it. How do you all <laughs> make scrambled eggs? I'm just, I'm just curious now. We're just we're just into the the shop talk. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a good question because I am just 
learning to really perfect making scrambled eggs or any kind of egg. Okay. The rule with scram- scrambled eggs is, is they never stop moving. You got. You got. People gotta, say that, man. I don't know. You got to keep them. You got to keep them going. I have a different technique. Oof, my right, sister, fire. my my <laughs> sister in law makes a mean scrambled egg, and she lets them sit. She lets it become basically like an omelet thing before she flips it and cuts it. And that's what I do. Yeah. Oh. And then I smash them up. Like the yolks. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Because. That's Every, not a scrambled egg. That's a half-ass scrambled egg. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna. It's. I've always been ashamed of it because I love to cook and I think I'm a decent cook, but I've never been able to really. I've never mastered eggs and sort of that's like the standard. You really can't say you cook until you know how to cook a mm. decent amount of different egg dishes. And mm. so anyway, I've been trying to learn how to scramble. I've get my whip is getting better. Okay. You know, yeah. mix ahead of time. Yep, a little bit of milk. I like to add. Pull it out like high. You got to get it like a high, right? Whip on it. So, but yeah, then I just let it sit and flip it. Sure. Mm, okay. So a little bit of milk. You you are going for that that fluffiness, right? That's what I like is fluffiness. Okay. And they can't <laughs> be dry. If your eggs are dry, you're one of those gray meat eaters. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I burn my eggs, which is a shame. It's easy to burn the scrambles. That's why. I, that's why I <sighs> no. shimmy them about. But can can I tell you? Can I tell you something? I have to now? have meat with my eggs. Can I tell you something now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell us. I, I like my eggs dry. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, but I, I, know, like... I know you. Don't, I know you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that sound of disappointment, cat. Oh my gosh. That was powerful. That was podcasting gold right there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, I understand it because I don't like. <laughs> so good. I don't like if egg yolks. I'll eat. I'll eat raw eggs all day. But if they're like, if the egg whites, I mean, are kind of not cooked, a little runny. That's a big no. Yeah, go. that's a little gross. Yeah, no. no yeah. See, like, okay, I'm gonna be honest with you. I do scrambled eggs the opposite way, and I just crack them all into the pan and just break the yolks and just kind of like mix it all up. But I don't. That's yeah. wild. I saw someone do that once. I don't. It's it's the I don't, quick way. I don't Is add it? any okay. milk or cream. Or I literally just like beat the eggs in the skillet while they're moving around. Beat them into submission and just let them <laughs> be scrambled. It. But I, I really, I personally just don't like the fluffy. I like a good. Just it feels more hearty. Nice, nice. like a hearty. Is it egg. the texture? Mm, Maybe a texture nice thing. Because like a fr- Okay, fried egg. I will always mm-hmm. order over hard. Like break that yolk, nothing Ooh. running at all for me. Mm. Really? Yep. You know, like the runniness with like some sourdough toast yeah, and the some dipping. sausage. Nope. The yolk in itself is like a valuable sauce. Yeah, don't, it's like a gravy. Don't get me wrong. I'm here. <laughs> like I'm here all day for sourdough toast soaked in butter oh, okay. and sausage. I just like. I don't, I don't know. I just don't like well, the hard egg on it. That's all. Fair enough. I don't need rivers well, of people like hard eggs. Yeah. I don't need rivers <laughs> of chicken juice all over the, all over the plate there. Keep things. Mm, fair enough. Keep things uh, tight. High uh, and would tight. you, would you, would you eat something like maybe a like medium hard poached egg where it's not truly hard, but it's mostly solidified yolk? Yeah. I don't mind that. But, but if you're going to ask me, hard boil or soft boil hard boil every time like i want that yolk to be bone dry i hate a wet (laughs) boiled egg okay hard boiled egg is probably one of the few things i would never 
eat in my life. What about deviled eggs? <laughs> I also don't like deviled okay. eggs, which is a shame. But I should. Yeah. My gin drinking family loves them, but oh. I don't like them at all. Because <laughs> deviled egg, right? You just like whip up that yolk with a little. I mean, what do you yeah, put in like, there? Mayonnaise? It's just like a mayo. Yeah. yeah, it's like, like mayo and paprika. Some paprika. And paprika. Yeah. Yeah. The key is a little bit of cream cheese. Oh, oh I bet it is. That makes rich. a lot of sense. It is rich. Wow. This makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> you wouldn't know this. My secret ingredient for my sometimes burnt scrambled eggs mm. is garlic. Mm. I throw a clove of garlic in there for some of that like mm. warm That's in the butter. Garlic. Till the scent you, is here's, here's a very important question for everyone. <laughs> do you cook your eggs in oil? No. Do you cook your eggs in butter or do you cook them in a mixture of the two? I cook them in butter and then bacon fat. Oh, I was going to say, please say duck fat. Please say duck oh, fat. Oh, well, yeah. If I ha- if I could, I would cook them in duck Fancy fat. Fancy ass. Oh. With the, yeah. With the duck One fat. day. Check in with me in yes, 10 years. Right. I'm yes. trying to get my hands on some duck fat. When we're all rolling but, in that podcast money, we'll, we'll yeah. have a, yeah. an endless supply of duck fat. Um... Yeah, I'm kind of with Kat. I I usually use uh like the grease left over from whatever meat I just finished cooking. Mm, so like mm-hmm. if I make up like a pound of sausage and like uh like I'll start the a sausage. Pound of sausage. No, okay, no. <laughs> I mean, but it's for but it's for multiple breakfasts. Right, it's yeah, like yeah, my food yeah. prep. Oh yeah, you prep. Yeah. You're a prepper. He's a prepper. That's right. So, <laughs> That's right. Man, and <laughs> I have to be I have to be clear about this. This is the only sense of prepper that I am. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, that's right. Nah, this guy's got a bunker. He's got probably what seven years worth of cat food supplies. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, my cat is gonna. I mean, <sighs> that's that's dark territory there because technically there's some cat food supply just if a human's in the bunker with the cat. Um, right. <laughs> so, what a dark turn. But yeah, so I'll throw a pound of sausage in there, get it started, and then. I'll throw in my my package of uh, of mushrooms, saute those up in the in the sausage grease Ooh, as nice. that finishes, and then when I put it in the dish, I mix in like a can of black beans. But then whatever's left over in the skillet, I just crack my egg straight into it to start mm-hmm. frying. So you and I, Henning, we kind of we're we're omelet folk. It sounds like yeah, yeah. Me- messy a- omelets. Mm. That's how I am. I put a lot. I put like center cut bacon. So it's meaty. Yeah. Garlic, yeah. shallot, bell pepper. That's what I've been doing recently. Gotcha. Yeah. So even even spinach in at the end. Even with a meaty bacon, do you like it crispy or do you like it on the little like the fattier, floppier side? Oh no, crispy. Oof. Okay. Yeah. I used to I like it frankly a little burnt and you put honey on it. Mm. My dad taught me that. You put it on there before you cook it? No. After. Uh. With your pancakes. With your rice pancakes. You have burnt bacon and honey. That's the. That's my dad's breakfast. Okay, well, I've got, I've got. It's easy to make, but I've got a container of some of my fermented garlic honey. What? And that's the best. You just take. You literally. Did you make it yourself? Yeah, it's so easy. There's, there's no, there's no making it. It's just, well, yeah, but it's, it's honey. I got some Montana honey, and I bought a ton of cloves of garlic, sliced them into little, Mm. um scallops i guess and then just throw them in and stir them now and again and they just naturally start to ferment oh my god and I, you can just keep throwing garlic into it and it'll keep churning and the honey because of the co2 that's produced from the little microbes 
gets a lot thinner. And so mm. you can just, it's delicious drizzled on pizza, oh, on eggs. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm sure it would be delicious drizzled on bacon and oh my rice cakes. Rice? rice pancakes. My dad adds <clears throat> cooked white rice into his pancake batter. Oh. And it's the most, whoa. like, they're just, like, thick and they have the best texture. They're fantastic. That seems I, like it's headed into, that like, That and his savory. spaghetti sauce are the two greatest things. <laughs> okay, I want to... It is more savory. Uh, my dad yeah. and I, we're salt people, so it's uh, definitely, it's it's sort of savory. Oh, uh, okay. That's, a ton of butter. See, that's the and, like, angle. An obscene that's, amount of butter. That's where it seems like the rice is, where the rice belongs, like a savory pancake. Um, yeah. Because, like... With the garlic honey? Oof, yeah. That'd be good. Now, if I could get my hands... Mm, continue. Somebody... somebody. <laughs> I was going to talk more about bacon. So, <laughs> basics of cooking, right? You always talk okay. about, like, the acid, the heat, the something else, and the something else. Did you read that book, by chance? Uh, or watch the miniseries? Uh, no. It's a great miniseries. No, book. but what are the things uh, I'm missing? <laughs> yeah, acid, fat, heat, and salt. Is it salt? Because, like, I'm not a person who... I guess makes sense in terms of what breaks things down. Yeah. Yeah. What complements... I don't do a lot of, uh, like, sweet and savory mixes. Like, I don't like those mm-hmm. worlds to cross over much. So you're not, like, a buttery popcorn and uh, hot tamale kind of guy? What? No. Wait. <laughs> hot tamale? Wait, what do you mean? Yeah, is what? that not... This... Oh, like the candy? Yeah, and you mix it with your popcorn. actual tamale. No, no. I was like, where's the, the hot tamale? That's what I'm the hot tamale candies... You throw them in the buttery popcorn. You mix it all Ew, up. No. I don't like it, but it. I thought it was a really common thing. I've seen. No, like I've seen people do like they'll throw those like chocolate covered raisinets in their buttered popcorn. Man, I don't like chocolate covered raisins. Um, I mean, uh, who does though? I think I know. I, all I know. Sorts of chocolate covered fruits. Two people, but like raisins are the most inferior dried fruit. Chocolate covered apricots. Are the best thing. That's great. From that Novakovich Orchard. Sounds delicious. Okay. Well. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Every time I talk about certain things, I sound really obnoxiously bougie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. After I okay. read Guys. Guys. After I read a poem anyone, about Lagavulin, like, you're fine. Yeah. It's, that's true. Right. To, to anyone listening that may be communist, Ooh. what? Don't eat us. We're, we're not. Oh, yeah. Please don't eat we're us. We're not that rich. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really not. That almost took a turn, Torna. I had no idea where you were going with that call out. <laughs> that that don't was it. Eat us. Just don't. We're 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 not bourgeoisie. Don't eat anyone, really. Yeah, that's good advice for this Christmas this, season. Don't yeah, eat people. that's what Merry Christmas, Christmas is about. <laughs> not eating people. <laughs> yeah, so this will air right after Christmas. So I hope True. everyone had a good holiday, despite. Yeah. The oddity mm. that is 2020. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you got to see family. Y'all tired of saying that? True hope. Y'all tired about like blaming a year <laughs> for being shitty? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I I, I try not to. I it's you know. When do you think that? Well, when do you think that started? <laughs> when do you think that started of like blaming a year? That it like that started its like meme. a lack of personal responsibility. Oh. We're going back that far. <laughs> I think about like when in 2020 oh. did things get so bad that everyone was like, this year fucking sucks. No, I'm just saying oh. like, yeah. I feel like it started, <laughs> I honestly want to say maybe 2015, 2016, like a uh, lot of press around Trump election. People were like, oh, 2015 is a bad year. Here's looking forward to 2016. And then everyone was like, oh, this one was bad too. 
And like, you know, I think you're I think you're right on that because it was like when Trump was elected and Brexit was voted on. Yeah. So it's like, what? Everyone was pretty pissed. What is it, though? (laughs) Which, Which time that Brexit was voted on? Uh, the first time uh, <laughs> the first time yeah exactly good point but the first the time thing that started it all i remember i was viewing i was doing a tour of the jb blunk house see look at it sounding booty again <laughs> the jb blunk house in inverness which is beautiful if you live near there you should go and check it out walking yourself but straight i was there with that. you know like <laughs> a group of people and uh and everyone was lamenting there were some British folks there and everyone was lamenting the fact that like this year sucked because our two countries had made this yeah, big mistake right. and next year would be better. And yeah. So I think you're right, Henning. What is it though? What what makes it feel okay? And like what oh, I, I don't understand the psychology between behind like uh 2020 sucks. It is it just you would rather put the responsibility on like having a bad experience because like we're not you can't just blame the gregorian calendar for something (laughs) no clearly clearly not i mean i think it's just an easier way of communicating that an era like communicating the cumulative things that are hard Mm -hmm. like i think it's easier for people to just say 2020 sucks and you know they're talking about covid they're talking in the beginning of the year they're talking about like the bullshit threat of world war three which was never a thing but it w- went viral you know i mean there were just like a series of sure, things like that yeah. but i think it was just easier to communicate it by summing it up with one year right did y'all see that tweet i mean it was a pretty big meme just all around the board but it during election week it was like uh from the year or what was it from the year that brought you <laughs> Like uh, killer hornets. And- oh, yeah. <laughs> Basically, it was like yeah. from the from the year that brought you uh, many weeks of lockdown and killer hornets and all this. Um, now premiering the week that turns into years. And it was just all about right. the, the election <laughs> process just dragging on and on. Yeah. <laughs> Still going. What a wild, <laughs> what a wild thing. Uh, I think it's the same reason that people fail on their... Or similar to the same reason why pe- so many people fail on, like their New Year's resolutions and everything like that, mm. and then they're like, "Oh well, it could you know next year will be my year," and you know it. It's easy when you're down to kind of be like, maybe it's actually a kind of optimistic thing, right? Um, to be like, "All right, I'm down now, but like that's all right. Next year's gonna be better." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like uh, maybe it's good, but uh, you know, also maybe it's bad. To- just be blaming See, but in my mind, yeah. <laughs> uh, in my mind, I would be, I would rather be thankful for what yesterday Stephen did than hopeful that tomorrow Stephen will be better. Well, yeah. For sure. You know, like, yeah, 2020 had its downsides, but like personally, I, I didn't have a bad year at all. You know what? You know how punk, like, being into personal responsibility is it's so against <laughs> like it everything punk. it's we're punk yeah people don't realize what punk is anymore they don't okay educate they us they really don't no they Let's don't get, we should do a whole episode on that oh, we, oh, i would love to do an episode nah, on give punk, me the primer actually. right now what do you mean by punk <laughs> I, just punk like being anti flow of culture or anti-establishment uh, yes um and in a meaningful way not yeah. in a way where every major corporation <laughs> Politi- politician 
major university and social media influencer agrees with what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, it's like all these people that are like punk and they're like, I hate Trump. I'm like, you're not punk. Everybody does. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm, yeah. Okay. So you're kind of claiming yeah. some 1980s roots for like OG punk movement. Yeah, but just applying like that psychology that's, that's and that fair. philosophy too. Yeah, punk isn't one. Punk is changing. Okay. Depends on what era you're in, whether or not you're punk. Like, if you stand for the things that you stood for when punk started, you're probably still not. You're not punk anymore. Because those things have become mainstream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think maybe punk really is. Uh, like being, it's individualism. Yes, and then right? if you're going like further back, like if you were big involved in um any sort of um uh, what can i think well anyway let's say like uh it's an example today if you are maybe like well i would say anti-war is kind of a punk perspective to have in some ways <laughs> mm -hmm. um personal responsibility is pretty anti-punk um some other or pretty punk pretty punk yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's so punk, it's anti-punk again. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually punk to be anti-punk. Anti oh, man. <laughs> Y'all ever say a word long enough that it stops sounding like a word? <laughs> oh, don't you hate that? You mentioned this, I believe, at some point. Or someone did Starting recently. to feel like, like punk is no. one of those for me. Like, we've just said it enough in the last... <laughs> 200 seconds 30 seconds I'm just like what <laughs> what are we even talking what? about okay well that's one fair. of those we'll, we'll... <laughs> i think that's a decent point though like personal responsibility yeah. i'm into it yeah you know here's a even, great or, this is this is a joke and very serious at the same time mm. jesus christ was super punk that is true <laughs> like his life was being a punk rocker. He was flipping tables and befriending all well, the wrong people. Yeah. Preaching things that <laughs> the establishment didn't like. Yeah. Absolutely. Threatening the man. Yeah. Yep. And that's what Christmas is about. Fucking died for it. <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty punk. That's that's yes. And that is what Christmas is about. Yeah. Christmas being, is uh, about punk rock. <laughs> wow. Oh man, this is, there's, this there's is, a lot being said right now. <laughs> you can dissect this later on Ravel, Henning. Yes. Yeah, we did. We did an episode uh, that just came out this last Wednesday, um, all about Advent, but it was more on the angle of like <clears throat> the divine incarnation and what that means, mm -hmm. and also trying to dissect like what is important. Uh, to recognize as possibly allegorical versus factual historical. Um, yeah, that was quite the that was quite the thing though. I like this punk rock angle a little bit though, but I feel like that's more <laughs> that's more like that's more something that the uh, that should come around on like Good Friday. Like, look how punk he was, got killed for it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Being born is not got really punk. Put Everyone born the, got yeah. put in front of the firing squad for that one. Um, right. But Mary and Joseph are pretty punk. Yes, they are. Right? <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, 
What? This is just a treasure trove Whoa. of sound bites. Is what we have. <laughs> this is this is beautiful. <laughs> this is what we have. Well, well, we're we're. That if, should be the next meme so, quote. <laughs> if you guys haven't realized yet, tonight we're just hanging out before Christmas. We wanted to get a recording in. Mm-hmm. This is going to be probably talking shop, either one point two or two point I'm not sure. Um, we're just hanging out tonight. We wanted to get together and talk a little bit about Christmas and and just kind of talk shop and free we're flow, here for so. it uh-huh. we're in the mid we're in yeah. that flow right now um i would say so so cat like i know you're doing a little traveling visiting some family is that right mm. that is i'm going to boise idaho which is one of my least favorite places oh i've decided because I'm sort of anti-boise oh, okay <laughs> just shoot it down very very pro my sister and her three adorable children and my uh, mother, but I really don't enjoy Boise anymore. Gotcha. It's a giant urban sprawl now, so it's not quite the same as it used to be. But yes, I'm going out there uh, and my nieces don't know that I'm coming. Oh, so beautiful. That's going to be super fun to surprise and them. And when they listen to this episode, which I'm sure they do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it won't ruin the surprise. It won't. It won't ruin it. <laughs> that makes yeah. me nervous. How old are your nieces? They should not be listening to this. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> Jesus is punk. Um, they are 13, mm. um, just turned 12, and then uh, 10. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. So they are there just it is. Little cute Drink pies. responsibly, everyone. Let's just say that a few <laughs> yeah, times right. from now on if they do. <laughs> if you show this to your family. Um, right. What are some. <laughs> The oldest just started to learn how to drive. Woof. If you can believe Woof. it. Yeah. My sister sent me a, a video of that. her like speaking of driving around and she like has braces and wears a training bra and I'm like But you're driving a vehicle? Who the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> like it's just she was like this little nugget with crazy yeah. hair like a second ago. Speaking so, of anyway, personal responsibility, fun. driving driving. At that age, too. Like, I started driving when I was 14, and I don't think I should have been driving when I was 14, (laughs) if I'm being honest. (laughs) I just, nah. Nah. Do you remember when, like, you know, our parents, when we were 16, just, like, let us take their cars and drive to Minnesota? Yeah. Go to Warped Tour? That was 18. We were 18. We graduated. My parents did not let me do anything like that. I didn't think we were 18 yet. It was it was our senior graduation. We might not have been eighteen, but it was after we graduated. Like, did Mike turn eighteen on that? Trip? Um, no, he would have turned nineteen. Oh darn! See, well, my parents definitely let me take vehicles places when I was sixteen. That was oh, nice. dev- I mean, we were going to tours, and we were going to yeah, metal man. What a <laughs> what a world! What a world! Um, I was curious though. I wanted to talk about some uh, Christmas traditions you guys are looking forward to. What what it what like mm-hmm. usually comes up? Uh, let's take a couple different angles. Like, how do you guys handle like the gift opening event? Are there specific things you do around that? Well, <laughs> um, normally back home in California, my grandmother and my now deceased grandfather would host a big, beautiful Christmas Eve party. We're big Christmas Eve mm. folk. Um, Christmas Day is kind of a meh, but Christmas Eve's where it's at. And we would always eat um, fresh cracked crab and lasagna and 
lots of gin <laughs> and uh we'd have a big beautiful dinner and everyone had to get dressed up and it was kind of formal and fun and then we'd um we'd do presents that night and then some presents in the morning with our like respective little immediate families but um, but the big time was christmas the big Eve. event was the night before gotcha. yeah and i think my sister's gonna try to replicate that i think that's i've never spent a christmas with her and her children in her home in yeah. boise so this will be because that's new. what Boise is known for, is their high-quality crab market. Yeah, well, we're not <laughs> eating crab, unfortunately. <laughs> the menu's different, but my sister the, is a fantastic yeah, cook. Yeah, so the follow-through, the actual sure. <laughs> the event is there. Yeah. What yeah. about you, Torna? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we do... Christmas Eve is always pretty chill we don't really ever do like a big fancy dinner or anything it's always kind of like um tapas style a lot of little things that we can snack mm-hmm. on and we always um watch usually like at least two movies on mm. christmas eve as a family one of them pretty much since it came out we always watch the secret life of walter mitty every christmas interesting which is like not a christmas movie but it is for us just because we love it and it's got that um, vibe. It's a fun You're movie. Vibing the, sound- with that. The, the soundtrack yeah. is incredible. Um, and and then we usually pick some other movie that we'll watch. Die Hard. I'm a big. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> yes. It's a movie set and at Christmas. It's not a Christmas movie. I think it is a Christmas if it, movie. If it occurs during Christmas or there's snow no, on the ground. No. It's or, a tradition. No, There's it, a Christmas party. It might be a tradition. That but the whole thing centers this, around. This is a hill I'm willing to die on along with my fucking hot soup, you guys. I. <laughs> what about Frozen? Is Frozen a Christmas no, movie? No. I don't know anything about no, that. No, <laughs> it is not. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Red herring anyway. We're talking about Die Hard, which is like categorically the opposite of Frozen. <laughs> yeah, that is quite the, quite the opposite. Die Hard is a movie. I say this. All of this, knowing the entire plot of Die Hard, though I have never seen it. Okay, I will also put what? that out there. Well, you should nope, watch it. That'll change your opinion. I don't think it will because Maybe. Christmas movies <laughs> are designed to give you that sense of like holiday good cheer. You got the the happy Christmas Carol times. Oh. Nope, and. When Bruce Willis says "Yippee ki motherfucker," that's like, more Christmas than that. That is good cheer. I can't. I don't think oh, I can man. join. Henning's head is no, just exploding on the other side of the. Microphone. I know I invalidated myself by just saying I haven't seen it, but okay, okay. No, that's between, fair. between okay, now so and our next there taping, is a lot of I will watch it. In the beginning, which no, isn't very Christmasy. not very Christmassy. <laughs> White as snow, but not Christmas. Right. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. It's a Henning. What What is a Christmas movie that you that you enjoy yeah, that like takes go. place during Christmas? My I family guess. grew up. Uh, my family grew up. I grew up watching White Christmas every year. Um, okay. The absolute classic of a three hour plus film uh, that that is. Mm-hmm. Um, with Rosemary Clooney and uh, Bing Crosby and the gang. Um, very good one. Um, we also grew up, so I had, there was a, like a claymation film, my family, it, that's like famous for the Hennings and it's called, um, oh gosh, I forget the sub, the, the tagline, but it's Robbie the reindeer. 
and it's okay. it's the story is it's Rudolph's son, and he's like fat okay. and lazy, and he has the like this whole <laughs> it's, it's the classic like the billionaire has the son who's not worth anything and like wastes his entire reputation and his money kind of thing. Um, it's absolutely buck wild, and it's this claymation style. Um, good, great that movie, man. I'm gonna have to track down a copy. Okay, I want you guys to watch you, it. I've never seen that. I, I would actually watch that. That's it's that's very funny. Uh, very British humor. Um, oh, I love it then. Yes, I think you would. But uh, wait, fun fact: uh, my very first dog, my golden retriever, we named Robbie after that movie. <laughs> Ah, okay. That's that obviously was very impactful yep. in your life. If you named your beautiful old puppers after that, very. so I will have <laughs> to Absolutely. check it out. If I had to pick an actual Christmas movie that I that I really enjoyed, that's not like you know something we watch at Christmas. I do love Christmas Story. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's hilarious. I also do love. National Lampoon's Christmas. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the original one. The that, original that one's one. good. It's, yeah. it's funny. Yeah. Sacrilegious. But we've been pretty sacrilegious tonight. Sacrilegious? So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, would you count that, Henning, as a Christmas movie? Because it's not really about... Well, none of them are really about Christmas. They're no, just there's, centered the, around... How many Christmas movies are, like, about baby Jesus? Like I honestly can't even think of one, which is sad. <laughs> like any, like maybe a nativity movie, but they're not like sure. Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Is the Passion of Christ a Christmas movie? No. Again, that's a Good <laughs> Friday movie. We have to get these categories right. Oh, right. literally right. a right. different famous right. holiday for Christianity. Lee's, man, Lee's heavy on the death end. Darn, of his life okay, all right. The birth end. So maybe you have to watch Passion of the Christ is the punk Hard Easter and the movie. Passion. Okay. That is a punk yes. Easter movie. Okay, good to know. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Well, real quick, my I, my gift giving tradition then is like Christmas Eve. We did the opposite of cat, where we did we would do like one smaller kind of like cutesy gift on Christmas Eve, like the appetizer, mm-hmm. right? And then, um, and then everything would happen Christmas morning. So Chris, Christmas Eve was always our family called it nosh, and I don't know if that's an actual word for just like eat whatever and whenever you want to of all these different snack foods. Um, but then Christmas, like we would, we would open the gifts and usually there was always a different, like a new Nintendo game for me, me and my brother to go binge a little bit. And then, so when we started that, my dad would go like, my dad is not the chef of the house. My mom was pretty much always cooking, but every Christmas my dad would prepare a duck with this absolutely delicious uh like apple sausage um stuffing Mm. that he would make uh like with mashed potatoes and an ice cream salad and yeah so christmas dinner for me is always the duck or at least me oh my gosh my dad is so good at making it too it's it's stunning so Mm. that's that's a nice tradition that's the thing right there that sounds really good. What about, good. Uh, I don't know, like, what are your favorite snacks or drinks or treats around Christmas? You ever make Christmas cookies mm. or anything? Yeah, we, we'll do cookies. My mom usually makes uh, pizzelles, and she's got, like, a pizzelle iron. Yeah, you're Italian. Yeah, very I'm Italian. Very. So they're delicious. <laughs> this is really thin, 
um, like anisette cookie. Mm. Um, I think it's got anisette in it. So it's like a little bit licorice-y. It might even have some almond in it. And this Pacel iron presses them real thin, and it looks like lace. So they're real beautiful. A little bit of a confection sugar sprinkle on oh. top. That's powdered sugar for anyone. Dixie's made know. those, and <laughs> yeah, they're delicious. Yeah, they're almost mm. like a they're like a and super thin, but you could. There's all sorts of stuff you can do with it once you press it, and it's like you can like braid them and make them like these really intricate designs. I haven't seen that. Maybe the the press just makes that simpler, but that's cool. At least that's what Dixie mm. did. Yeah, I really enjoy those. Those are always are made. Um, I enjoy that. Lots of cocktails are drunk, especially now that I, my dad's into it. Nice. What's the what's the classic <laughs> uh, brother Christmas, Christmas cocktail? Um. Lots of Manhattans because my dad likes mm, those. A classic. Yes, absolutely. I think last year when my brother was around, he won't be there this year, but last year, I think Christmas Eve, we probably each had like six cocktails. Wow. <laughs> and we just, we made, I made like a smoked apple cocktail and Ooh. made <sighs> Manhattans and we made brandy drinks and it was just kind of like sitting in the den drinking cocktails and... It's definitely a transformation of Christmas uh, traditions once all the kids are at drinking age, or at least responsible with Mm -hmm. family under drinking age. Yeah, transforms a lot about the home atmosphere at that point. It's very nice. Oh, it's great. And uh, usually my mom will do like a Christmas breakfast casserole kind of deal. We'll snack Mm. on that. And then she always does like a nice, a nice dinner for christmas nice mm-hmm. but as far as like snacks and stuff there's not really a staple mm-hmm. candy candy classic i just started doing this thing i i learned the recipe on instagram this year and i've made a couple batches already but all you do is lay pretzels out on a cookie sheet and then uh you set a rollo on top of the pretzel and mm-hmm. then just stick them in the oven and the rollo kind of like melts into the the holes of the pretzel oh it's like a What's Quick. a what's a roll? Oh, it's like those it's chocolate cho- caramel. A- um, they're like wrapped in like a gold, like a hard candy. No, they're soft, soft. like oh, a soft gold. Candy. It's like imagine a kiss, a caramel kiss, mm-hmm. only in like little circle yeah. form. Okay, and it has a so it's like a quick hack turtle, like a yeah. pecan turtle almost. You throw a pecan on there, you made a there turtle you go. or whatever they're so, called. So <laughs> because I can't find pecans that I'm not allergic to, um. All you do with the Rolo, because the Rolo has the little dip at the very top of the chocolate, right? So it melts and that little dip stays. Mm -hmm. And all you do is like press like a, like a six lit or like an M&M right into the top while it's still hot and gooey and just like push it in there and then let the chocolate cool. And then they're nice, like salty, crunchy chocolate caramel treats. Mm. Mm. Delicious. Yeah. Kat, did you not know I'm allergic to like all nuts? No, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, so like my entire life. That's a bummer. My parents discovered it, really. I really have no memory of it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, peanuts were the one that kind of revealed my allergies. Like my dad, I forget what happened. Um, oh, no, he had eaten like a peanut butter jelly sandwich. And like he just kissed me while I was like a toddler on his way to work. And like his mustache like scratched me and had little i mean how mustaches work you know gave me a kiss gave <laughs> yeah, me a yeah, kiss yeah. and my cheek just like blew up in hives 
That's insane. Yeah. Wow, you're sensitive. Super sen- Like I, I have to carry EpiPens all the time. Um, oh, that's scary. But okay. Uh, mm. But I've never, I have not had a reaction as long as I've had conscious long-term memory. So like, I literally could not describe to you what it feels like. I've just been told that it would be very graphic <laughs> and very scary. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you, yeah. you avoid so those peanuts. I mean, I have definitely <laughs> seen more than once, like we're hanging out and then he saw Dixie and then Dixie was like, don't kiss me. I ate. Like yeah, something five yeah. hours ago that had yep. peanuts in it. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> but damn, but dang, okay. I was never that kid who like got peanut butter banned from the entire high school because I couldn't breathe it. <laughs> good right? for you. Oh, so you're a personal good person. responsibility. <laughs> I like it. No, it's just my it's my anaphylaxis was never so bad that I couldn't breathe it. Like to be fair, mm. I think the smell of peanut butter is one of the most reprehensible smells that the earth has ever created. It just smells disgusting really? to me. I wow. hate the smell. <laughs> Torn is literally like nose deep in a jar of peanut butter right now. <laughs> Why do you have a jar of peanut butter I was butter eating in some here? peanut butter crackers <laughs> the other night. Well, was, what a weird flex that was. Uh, <laughs> I just, I was like, I think I have a jar of peanut butter. Oh here. my gosh. Yeah. So that's, so oh, I'm also man. allergic to pretty much all tree nuts, like cashews and pistachios mm. and walnuts and blah, blah, blah. But it turns out when you have nut allergies that uh, if you regularly check in with them, so like every three years I go to the allergist and get like a big uh, skin prick panel done. Um, nice. And uh, man, which if you've ever had that done, that is a, that's miserable. I mean, it's itchy. I've always wanted to really? have it done, but yeah, yeah I bet it is. I'm sensitive. I, bet I mean, be they, they set it up like an entire grid on my back. Like I, I lay on my stomach for like <laughs> two hours in there and like, it's just, it's like they draw up a spreadsheet on my back mm. and literally. Do you just like rail some Benadryl when you're yes. done? <laughs> oh, it's so, it's so itchy and bad. So like they dilute the proteins of what you're allergic to and they, they set a couple, um, like control pricks so basically like this is how his skin reacts to literally just being poked um and they uh they measure the welt like by the millimeter they just measure the diameter and then they put little dilutions of whatever you're allergic to or whatever they're testing on on the needles and just prick them and then depending on how allergic you are Mm. the welt like gets really big um but that's how they Mm. test like if if they so like with me with a peanut like at the standard dilution um i get a welt about the size of a half dollar on my back damn holy moly yeah, it's, honey it's pretty gnarly dixie came to the last one she's like oh. like she made so many faces <laughs> that uh did not make me feel encouraged but uh yeah so then what do you do you just go home just and like itch it. take a cold yeah. bath or something yeah pretty or much like, like yeah. we'll put Oof. um What's the stuff you You're like an oatmeal paste? What's the stuff you have to have when you have chicken pox? What's that cream? There it Calamine. is. Yeah. No, that's well, that's poison oak. But yeah, but, maybe also. I mean, it's something with aloe too also helps. <laughs> just like yeah, just kind of rub it down. Just give a little soothe to it. But uh, yeah, peanuts are pretty yeah. pretty bad. But so I go in, in every three years, and the last time I went in, um, they tested the entire tree nut panel like they always do. 
And uh, they were like, oh, so you outgrew your allergy to almonds and pecans and Brazil nuts, so you can eat those now. I was like, oh, cool. Like, I've never had almond butter or anything, um, mm. which I've had now, and it was very, it's pretty good. <laughs> um, it still smells a little like peanut butter, and that turns my stomach sometimes, but then I remember, like, oh, it tastes good, <laughs> the oiliness. Though, so. uh, yeah. Right. But my issue well, is you- that so many companies that pack- package nuts often do many many different kinds and not just specialize uh, so like right. the cross contamination yeah. yeah. in their in their factories or packaging plants like the same belts or the same funnels you know could touch like three different species of nut so like i never know if an almond is really safe so it's kind of a bummer yeah that's a challenge you can like only buy pre-cracked super expensive mm-hmm. almonds. yeah which, which there's there are a couple companies in California that are like strictly almond people and I've special ordered bags of almonds before because I just wanted some very badly. <laughs> yeah, so, totally. I ate a lot of almonds. Mm. Well, you'd be able to have if you can handle almonds and almond butter, you'd be able to have my one little Christmas treat that I've been making oh, the last few years. I nice. haven't made it this year because yeah. I haven't had time. But they're basically like I call it healthy fudge and it's, okay. it's just like, it's very simple. It's just dates. Those two words don't go together, but okay. <laughs> well, here are out, here are dates out. And There's almond. a lie in there somewhere. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's, it's mostly dates, mm-hmm. almond butter, a little bit of uh, cocoa powder mm-hmm. and uh, like a drop or two of vanilla. Oh, there you go. So it doesn't have copious amounts of nah. sugar or butter? No. It's not fudge. Yeah. No, it's delicious. And <laughs> you mix it really in a food processor. The consistency's probably really nice. It is. You got to get yeah. the ratio right cuz mm-hmm. if you if there's too much almond butter, it is a greasy mess. Which mm. last year I made a bunch mm. of them for my office and I wrapped them in this really pretty Oh no. tissue paper. It's so And clear. one oh. gal didn't come and check it for like her she didn't come by the office it for like, like two weeks. Through. Oh, and it was just this huge greasy Gross. mess on her desk because the whole oh, thing just no. melted, oh, no. which that is kind bad. of a bummer. But anyway, you do have to keep them yeah, cold. There you go. That's <laughs> a bummer. That sounds really good. So um, <laughs> when I first discovered that I could have almond butter, my wife made me homemade uh, Reese's cups with almond butter in the middle. Ooh, oh, and really uh, nice. that sounds good. Yeah. So like, I'm curious to hear from you guys. And if anyone really has some hot takes on almond butter versus peanut butter, feel free to tweet at me too. Because I, I mean, of course I'm not, I'm never going to be able to do the, uh, the comparison myself. So I'm curious how you would describe the difference between almond butter and peanut butter. Almond butter is less sweet. Less sweet. Really? Yes. And it tends to have, I think like a nuttier consistency. Okay. Like, a that's not a good way to describe it. Like a, um. Oh, okay. grainier yeah like there it has a little bit more of like a yeah. grit to it yes i I've and i se- like that yes i've never personally. seen like an actually true smooth almond butter so it'd be interesting to see if they would even be capable of making like a smooth i don't think they can because think of like a, a peanut is just naturally like fattier right and greasier mm-hmm. than yeah. a almond so i think it's easier to like get that consistency gotcha. than with an almond yeah so consistency's different so it sounds yeah. like i might like peanut butter is oilier almond butter gets really oily though too like it separates pretty quickly unless you keep it stirred pretty well um 
peanut butter. I always turn worse. my jars upside down back and See, forth. See, that's that's really it. smart. I'm going to start doing that with my almond butter. I got a lot of practice now, with almond butter and peanut butter. <laughs> overrated or underrated Nutella? Neither. It's delicious. Because I'm, I'm allergic to that Nutella. too, so I, I can't. Oh. Mm. I like hazelnut a lot and chocolate's delicious. Yeah. I can't eat it in copious amounts. It's rich. He's yeah. Italian. Right. Of course he likes it. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> I thought it was like, isn't it like Norwegian or Swedish or something? Oh, I don't know. No, My no, Italian friends no, eat it. No, no, Nutella? Uh, maybe it's Italian. I think it's Italian, Nutella. I Great. Think, I Ella, right? Yeah. <laughs> now we're just making stuff up. How much eggnog have you been drinking? Wait, wait. <laughs> um, Not there's only, only two, two ounces speaking of bourbon of, or two ounces of speaking alcohol. Speaking of drinks, each. like, did your family ever, uh, ever make special drinks other than like buy a thing of eggnog or anything? Any cider recipes you got to share? No, not really. That was kind of no. always my jam was doing like cider or mulled wine or something like that. I like mulled wine. Mm. I tried to make mulled wine last I did make mulled mm. wine last year. It mm. was a little too sweet for me. I've but, been, yeah. so the last couple of years I got a recipe from one of my coworkers. Um, I've been making a drink called, I think you pronounce it Vassal. I don't know if you're familiar. It's spelled... Uh, Sounds like jet fuel. W a s s a i l wassail, vassal. I'm not sure, but uh, it's uh, I think you're probably right. But uh, it's this delicious cranberry drink. It's like a cranberry cider, basically. So you um you boil down a bunch mm. of cranberries with cinnamon and cloves and a whole anise star, um, and then Ooh. mix in just a like a dash of stevia. Um, some orange and vanilla extract um, and you boil that down for like two hours and it makes your whole house smell absolutely divine Um, and then you strain it through a cheesecloth when you're done and it makes this really nice like light pink drink and you can either drink it hot like after the boil is done or you can throw it in a pitcher Mm -hmm. and chill it down and serve it over ice it's Delightful, fam. Sounds it's good. It sounds oh, like cranberry it's tea. So almost. good. It's beautiful. The, I'm looking at picture. The, yeah. the whole anise star is really what makes it. Like that little bit of licorice zing to it. God, yeah. it's so good. There's even a vassal party. I mean, whoa! It's a it's a group of Christmas carolers being given a steamy mug of the drink vassal in exchange for their song. Sweet. <laughs> It's a Ooh, thing. That that reminds me, I believe, uh, <laughs> after Christmas, or as the host said on the fifth day of Christmas, or the f- yeah, the fifth day of celebrating Christmas, uh, I think we're gonna do a little cocktail and caroling party with a couple people. I don't nice. know if we're just gonna like carol together. Yeah, how does that work? I don't I don't, I don't think we're gonna like go harass people, but you're going to get drunk and do karaoke is what you're saying? Yeah, 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 you're right. That's all it is. It's Christmas karaoke. <laughs> oh, man, that really put it into perspective. I'm sorry. <laughs> Christmas karaoke. Zoomed Christmas well, karaoke. Uh, I'm going to make horrible. a scene while I'm there oh, for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. <laughs> this is happening with your parents? No, it's, I think uh, some people in Bozeman. Uh, so I'm going to. Uh, 
try and make that. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Caleb Lazloff will be there. So. Oh, mm. I don't think he sings, but yeah, <laughs> maybe we can make him sing. Right. <laughs> Good luck. I've never known. Yeah. I've never known Caleb Lazloff. He is a man you can make do anything. <laughs> well, with my cunning just, and charm. Yeah. Just make him I enough drinks, maybe. Make some sort of capitalistic exchange where if he sings, <laughs> I will give him a good of service. Wow. I don't know. Maybe he wants, like... Careful. Like, I don't careful know, where you go with him. this, my friend. <laughs> Changes oil in his there truck, I don't know. <laughs> An exchange of goods. Absolutely. Oh, speaking of exchange yes. of goods. Nice segue. Uh, how do you guys think about... <laughs> gift giving like what do you have a process of identifying what a good gift would be for a loved one hmm. do you think about it much or is it like end of November and you're like shit <laughs> no I like to get gifts that are yeah. meaningful I don't yes. really like to buy just filler crap nice so there are certain people in my family I don't get gifts for because they have everything they need. So, yeah, that's, that's fair. So they get a call, you know, and we yeah, have a nice okay. conversation. Yeah. And, <laughs> that's, that's valid. So I try to find things that like people either need or would appreciate. But yeah, you know, yeah. years past I've done, I've done years where I've bought like everyone mm. a gift. Mm. Like so many people yeah. got gifts for me. There's been I years where I those. just didn't have money and I was like nobody got gifts that's always a factor and then you know there's this year where i think it's just a few people are getting gifts and mm -hmm. it's like i'd rather help a friend with something or when i am so like or just make them something out of the blue and then my family's hard to buy for <laughs> they know yeah. what they like right and when they like it yep they'll buy it yep and you know, it's like, oh, okay. That's my mom and my brother. Yeah. I don't buy my brother gifts anymore because he has everything mm -hmm. he wants yeah. and needs. He knows what yeah. he's about. Like, and hey. I also find I wind up buying people gifts like outside of holidays and maybe I won't get you something for your birthday, mm -hmm. but like I'll probably have given you something six months mm -hmm. before that because right. I saw something that made sense, mm -hmm. you know? You're so. looking for moments of thoughtfulness throughout the year instead of when it's uh, prescribed by a holiday. Right. Yeah. But whoever's so. gonna but and so now my philosophy is like whoever's gonna be like celebrating Christmas with me, I'll give them like it's fun to open yeah, presents. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I'm doing a little something for everyone nice. this year and mm -hmm. um just my mom and dad and sister. But I like a meaningful gift. Now I have so oh, many nieces. There you go. I gotta I gotta get them stuff. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, obviously. <laughs> and kids are kind of fun to shop for actually. Yeah, it's easy to. It's so easy to get kids stuff. Yeah, like there's so much cool stuff out there, and and my nieces like to like build things, Legos, and they like science experiments yeah. and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I found like a cool like solar system mobile that you paint yourself, nice. and it glows nice. in the dark. Yeah, and crafts, you build it, yeah. And like you know. So that stuff. I've fun. always been a Lego fan. I've been what a Lego you, fan. My sorry, I'm just talking about like good building gifts. Lego fan, big oh, time. Yeah. Even as a as an adult man, young adult man, whatever I am, I'm still a child when it comes to Legos. I'm so into them. It's, oh my gosh. I, whenever I'm around and like there's kiddos that want to play Legos, I like, absolutely will join you there. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I, I like your philosophy a lot, Kat. Like that's, that's something 
I mean, we've discussed minimalism on the show before, but that is really um, kind of gaining that uh, that insight really transformed the way Dixie and I think about giving each other gifts. Um, and there's there's a lot of cute rhymes or things to remember. Like, I know some people adhere to like um, something you want, something you need, something to wear, something to read. So it's like four things, but nice mm. things, you know. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. I know I'm difficult to shop for <laughs> because I'm very much like, I know what I'm about and I'll probably get what I want. Uh, but mm-hmm. so my wife and I think a lot about what kind of experience could be a gift rather than just like a, a physical thing mm-hmm. that might add clutter or, um, somebody doesn't want. And then you put them in that awkward position of like making like a, Oh, thank you. Or, <laughs> or even just having yeah. to return it. Like I never want to put someone in that situation but like a gift of an experience and you instead of buying the in-laws something say like hey we're all gonna like head up to west yellowstone and i'll pay for the airbnb and let's let's hang out and spend a weekend together like oh that's fun thinking outside the box on that is uh it's good i like that on the other hand though i really like just like surprising my wife out of nowhere like the very first Christmas when we were dating, I went and just bought her a guitar, which like I set the bar really high for myself. Wow. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Wasn't a great precedent to set, especially the next Christmas when uh, I did not have the money for a second guitar. So. <laughs> <laughs> and now, you know, 11 years later, she's got 11 guitars and she's thinking, yeah. man, When's he gonna stop? Yeah. <laughs> wow, <laughs> fam, this would be the eleventh Christmas with Dixie. Oh, did Aww. I really did? Two thousand nine was our first Christmas. Oh, I knew it's been a while. How but sweet! That's really nice. Wow. How how long have you guys been uh, married? Now? Five and a half years. Yeah, right on. Good Got for married you. when I was a a ripe young twenty year old. I was. Yeah, oh, man. Get after it. I just looked at some pictures oh. of the wedding the other day. I was like, man, we all Torna, look so you were one of my groomsmen. <laughs> Absolutely. That was a good I time. I sure was. <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm going to tell you guys quietly because she's over in the other room. But uh, so when I, sorry, this took on a really weird tone. Like, <laughs> very intimate. <laughs> yeah, uh, so <laughs> because I was 20 and because I didn't have a lot, I didn't have guitar money. You can imagine I didn't have a lot of like, engagement ring money right mm-hmm. so i got her a ring um to propose with obviously and it was like a jc penny special on black friday in fact torn i think you were at my house when i ordered it uh it was during one of our study sessions that i pulled the trigger on it mm-hmm. but so it was like this very poorly made it was like most of it was like nickel but it was like silver plated Cubic mm-hmm. zirconia, you know, the fake diamond knockoff. Um, and, like, it did fine. It looked really nice for the wedding. But uh, even, like, during her bachelorette party, the stone just fell out and was lost. <laughs> so before the mm-hmm. wedding, we had to, like, send it back in through JCPenney and have them, like, replace it. Because, fortunately, I had gone for, like, the warranty. Um, mm-hmm. But so this year I'm replacing it and 
freaking rocked Aww. the house, you guys. Like that is <laughs> you're gonna this you're is gonna see. Beautiful. I mean, this is no spoiler because I'm gonna give it to her in two days. We're recording Monday. We have Christmas Wednesday, and this comes yeah. out what Saturday. So, but uh, replaced yeah. it. Yeah. This really nice, super low key. Like you know, she's not gonna be like punching people and with like brass knuckles size but it's like this right. like nice low-key band with black diamonds all the way around it's so Ooh. cool looking i'm so proud of it anyway that's this year that's lovely just going so for nice. it just get after mm-hmm. it it's it's time i replace it also that's a really that's a really good story too because it's like people i think get a little too caught up on their rings for engagement especially when you're absolutely young. yes like don't don't sell your soul to the devil to buy right. a, a ring yeah. Yeah. And then if you find yourself in a position later on where you can get a nicer ring and you want to get a nicer ring, you go for it. it. That's and awesome. you and yeah. and at that point you also know like a lot more of their style preferences and also their lifestyle. Like the the thing I got her like it was cubic zirconia, so it was cheap, but it was also big. Like if it was a diamond I would have spent way too much money on it. Um, but that's also why it got knocked and it fell out because it was a cheap ring on cheap metal and all that. But like going for the mm-hmm. high quality thing, it's also like a hundred percent custom. Like my friend, uh, Nathan Fordham actually made it for me. Um, yeah. Wait, Nathan oh, made it? Yeah. How lovely. Oh, holy yeah, moly. That's so rad. Okay. Kind. We, wow. uh, we got these. Hmm. His stuff is amazing. so good. I really would His like to stuff, get something from him. People can check him out if they want to. His Instagram is at uh, inpepo underscore jeweler. Inpepo is spelled I-M-P-H-O-E-P-O. It'll be in the show notes. Torno will put it in the show notes. <laughs> I'll, I'll get <laughs> yeah. it. fantastic we'll, we'll work. 100% unique. I'm very proud of it. I'm really not trying to like brag and be like, ooh, look at me. But yeah, I like, I like just like- No, it's like, beautiful. Some years it's just we get each other a book we want or mm-hmm. and then some years you just deserve to like blow them out of the water a little bit. And I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know each other well, it sounds yes, like. Yes, very much so. And also she's been wearing like a silicone rubber ring that you buy for like working out at the gym a lot. She's just been wearing that for a couple of years. And I'm like, it's time for mm-hmm. that not to be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's not great uh, oh there it is that's really cool that's a, a merry that's christmas a pretty good i think that's a beautiful way to end this episode mm. mm-hmm. like yeah that's 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 a beautiful little story and i i think we're gonna have a good christmas this year i hope everyone has a good christmas this year this was the first year that i've ever done like some sort of uh advent me too that's been really nice kind of the preparation of Christmas and hmm. get a little perspective and every every night, even though I haven't done every night, but every night that I have been able to be there, there's uh you know, there's a, a little um little section to read and then it gives you some verses that go along with it and then some questions to contemplate and then it asks it has a song that you're supposed to listen to and then a piece of art hmm. so that cool. goes along with that night. And it's really nice, and there's a lot of these beautiful art pieces that we've got to see, and some of them are specifically Christmas. You know, right now, every night that we've read, it's a different scene of the nativity from a different country. Oh, wow. And so, oh, neat. you know, there's like one from India and one from Guatemala, and it's really neat to see 
like their perspective of it. And mm-hmm. You're like, oh, that's that's like as if Jesus was born in India. It's yeah. Really, really cool. Oh, that's really cool. Like, the animals are from India. That's nice. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. It's been really. Huh, neat. You guys have a neat. a favorite? It's been a really good way to Christmas Carol. Mm. I love Oh Holy Night. And I also love O Come O Come Emmanuel. There's like Christmas songs. I always like Is it called The Little yeah. Drummer Boy? Yep. Yeah, The Little Drummer Boy. I've always liked that song. Absolutely. It's a nice song. I like the bass beat. I got a <laughs> Yeah. I got a hot take on Little Drummer Boy. It's a nice song. I won't take this away from you. Oh man! I just, I just, I just That's no, the hot take. no, it's a nice no. Song. I just <laughs> no. There's more there. He's just mother not burst my little of an infant would not allow a snare drum in the nursery. Okay, this is all I'm saying. <laughs> Fair. Okay, all right. it's a sweet song though. It's it's a song about like I don't have a lot to give, but I have my talent and I have my time, and I'm gonna worship that way, right? So. Of right. course, mm-hmm. it's beautiful, right? <laughs> yeah, O Come O Come Emmanuel is definitely my top. Um, yeah, mm, absolutely, it's beautiful. and that's actually like old school hymn. Like, it, even the melody mm-hmm. is based on old uh, remnants of like Gregorian chant stuff that's been written down through the centuries. So that, that one's sense. very nice. Mm-hmm. I like it's like there's a haunting quality to it, which very much. It, That's exactly it very much speaks like to like it. the season of Advent being the time to like reflect on the act of waiting. Um, especially like when we encounter it, Advent now is like centered around the winter solstice. So it's like you're thinking about the coming of hope and the coming of the light in the darkest time mm-hmm. in, in on our continent, right? Yeah, uh, which is today, right? by the way. It is. It is the solstice. Wow. Did you guys have Did you guys have too many clouds tonight to see the great conjunction? No. No, but I saw it. Yes. I saw it. We, we had clouds, but they cleared and parted yes. and I saw it. Did you go look at it? Yeah, we all went out right front on. and as we were sitting there staring, I get a phone call from Marshall and he's like, guys. Did you remember to go outside and look at the star? Because it's out. I'm like, guess what we're nice. doing? Yeah, nice. It was cool. It was very cool. It's totally it overcast cool. here. I feel like I could still differentiate like Saturn and Jupiter. They were they were not touching. They were leaving room for Jesus. Nice. For sure. Yeah, they were. There was a little space. Well, yeah. it's Christmas. But it was beautiful. <laughs> and I caught a gorgeous sunset tonight, which oh, was just good. felt very. I don't know. It's a nice way to end the work week. Mm. Yeah, totally. And the work week for about mm. two weeks. Oh, nice. Which there is, is fantastic. All right. Yeah. Well. Well, I think we're we're in a good position to call it an evening. Yeah. We're going to all be heading our different ways for Christmas. And mm-hmm. we wish May you, you have many Christmas. dreams. Many Safe travels. Dreams of baby Jesus and yes. punk rock. Punk rock. <laughs> and I Bruce Willis. Approve. <laughs> and Bruce Willis. There yeah. it is. Whatever that Perfect. that was a sign off. I think. <laughs> Merry Christmas, think everyone! So. Cheers. <laughs> what? There it is. Oh, All right. Neato. That was a shop talk. <laughs>